0: Hello, New York sports fans. We are back with another episode of the Jersey Turnpike Boys. I am Zach, along with my co-host, Nick. Nick, what's going on?
1: I want to say I'm doing good, Zach, but even a week and a half later, I'm still feeling a lot of pain right now from the Giants-Eagles game. I still haven't recovered. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, let's just dive right into what went wrong that game. Pretty much right from the onset of that game, downhill for the Giants. We both had high hopes going to that game, coming off uh, a good-looking performance in Week 18. The backups, Giants really second string, held their own against the Phillies' starting unit. And then obviously going to Minnesota, playing a great game, getting a win uh, on the road in the playoffs. As the Giants fans, we had confidence. We kind of overlooked the talent. Differences between these two teams, right? The Philly Phillies has a loaded roster, uh, one of the best offensive and defensive of lines in football. But as Giants fans, we are coming in kind of with uh, a sense of confidence coming off coming off that win in Minnesota. Not
1: confidence. I would correct that to fools uh, I, gold.
0: <laughs> fools gold. It was like a euphoric feeling uh, when the Giants beat the Vikings in the wildcard round.
1: We already bit off more than we can chew for the season. And we thought we can take an even deeper bite of
0: and you success just, into the season. You just saw that the Philly has a higher level of talent and they came out more aggressive and they came out and beat the Giants in all aspects of the game, all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. Philadelphia outplayed the Giants. Uh really the Giants got nothing going offensively the entire game. They got out the of line and got dominated the game. Yeah, their defensive line got manhandled. They got outrun, outpassed. Hertz seems like he's the real deal. Uh, Hertz had every. Had I don't no remember really, doing he, anything.
1: He, didn't didn't have any, really he wasn't challenged San at Francisco.
0: all. He hadn't been challenged. Well, he didn't get challenged at all. Pretty solid, but. But okay, yeah. Like, they didn't have a really I, big matchup with the yeah. quarterback issues with San Francisco, but.
1: I'll say this with the Eagles, we knew what happened on last Saturday. wasn't impossible. It wasn't a. It shouldn't have shocked us that it happens. Exactly. But I didn't expect it to happen. I didn't expect so. This did look like the Eagles team that we saw dominate the regular season, probably up until mid December, um, and get the number one seed in the NFC. I felt going into the game that we hadn't seen that Eagles team in more than a month. And the Giants had a lot of momentum and a lot of good things going. And I think we foolishly both felt that they could win the game with those circumstances. But like I said, what I didn't expect to happen was that the Eagles looked like the Eagles. They looked like that got them the number one seed. And yeah, that happened. And we knew the talent, like you said, we knew the talent was there, but we felt the momentum was shifting a little bit to where the Giants had a chance, but it turns out we were yeah. dead wrong. And yeah, like we both said, the Giants just got outplayed in every aspect of the game. Um, even like the what we thought was a strength—would you consider that one of the strengths of the Giants' team—is their defensive line with Kayvon Thibodeau, Leonard Williams, and Dexter Lawrence out there? Absolutely. And you you even Those said are three it. They of the got...
0: top ten players on the
1: team, arguably. And so, that that part yeah. of the team got manhandled. The Eagles offensive line manhandled uh that. And the Giants offense obviously we knew they couldn't really do much on offense, and it really shouldn't have surprised us that much with what's out there, but there was nothing the Giants defense could do. Wake Martindale was throwing everything out there to try and stop the Eagles, and nothing
0: was working. Yeah, I mean it's tough to see the Giants lose the third game to Philly this season, but if you're Joe Shane right now, you see the the talent disparity between uh, the Giants and the Eagles. You also lose two games this year against Dallas. You have two of the best teams in the NFC right in your own division, and a Washington team that did compete for most of the season. So you get a tough division in the NFC East. How do you how do you kind of level the playing field right now between? The Giants and the Eagles, uh, kind of get on that Cowboys-Eagles level right now. What do you do? Not it, in the best position from a salary cap perspective. Uh, don't have really have de- much depth at the wide receiver position. Don't really have a star at the wide receiver position. Don't. Re- I mean, you need help at linebacker. You need help at secondary. And you have to sign your two biggest assets.
1: Yeah. So. so- from what I'm reading, a lot, the Giants, a lot Joe
0: Shane has to do in this this off season. He it, and this is where it kind of gets tough.
1: Well, the Giants right now they have 44 million cap space with the cap going up next year, which will help. Um, they could get 13.5 million back on there. They get rid of Galladay. Um, they're gonna
0: get rid of Galladay. So they probably gonna inevitable. have around,
1: and they will probably make other moves. So they'll probably have
0: around what maybe. 50-60 million in cap space this offseason. And you got to remember, uh, Wandell will be back next season. So I think him going out would definitely hurt the Giants. Uh, I think he'll be... He he showed flashes that he can yeah. be a good player this year. So we'll see what he does next year. It's, it's kind of tough because
1: Joe Shane has everything out on the table right now where they can go any direction they want. They can blow it up completely and restart the roster from scratch they can try and improve this roster and the missing holes they had obviously we know wide receivers a hole that they're missing linebackers a hole they're missing there was that's part of the reason why the eagles dominated as much on offense on saturday um yeah but even if you start to fill those holes let's say they get a weapon for daniel jones let's say they find a linebacker are the giants closing the gap that much more on the eagles i don't like I said, we both said right? they and outplayed how do you do in it? every aspects. They got outplayed in every aspect of the game. And look, realistically, Philly is going to decline next year. That There's no way they can retain that entire roster or keep that roster as good as Hurts is going to need to get paid. There's a number of players that are going to need to get paid. You're not going to keep that roster together, and they're going to take a couple steps back, realistically, but there's still a huge gap between the Eagles and the Giants right now, and they're not a couple pieces
0: away from Closing that gap. And how are they going to acquire the talent? They have draft picks in the later rounds, but in the early rounds, they don't have too many draft picks. They're drafting late in the first round now. Yeah. I mean, they'll they'll obviously do some scouting, see what's available. I think the wide receiver position, uh, I mean, well, first of all, the two main things for the Giants right now is signing DJ and Saquon. But even if you do that, maybe they can get some more team-friendly deals done with them. I mean... Mm -hmm. I'll say we'll see. this: I, I do
1: think you need to keep Jones. I think it's hard to find a quarterback, and I don't think unless you completely blow it up, there's no reason to go draft a quarterback in the draft this year. Um, so let's say realistically they pay him thirty million a year. I we already said they only had about fifty to sixty million in cap space. I don't know if you bring back Saquon either. Saquon's a, you can bring back both, but Saquon, I think, is going to be a $10 million cap hit if they uh, franchise tag him. Because I don't think you sign him to a long-term deal.
0: Well, if you do that, then, then you have to address the receiver with some cheaper options. And linebacker, some cheaper options. Yeah. Maybe just go the draft route, see if you can get a wide receiver, end around one, and then kind of address the linebacker in the second or yeah. third round. So you Which... can get in those middle, middle grounds there. I mean, again, there's good talent in the second and third round. There's a lot of good NFL talent there.
1: But even if you... It's going to be tough to get someone established
0: where, based off the salary uh, restrictions if they want to sign. But this is where they it's want an
1: interesting job for Joe Shane is, okay, you make those moves and make the roster better. Are you going to have the same success you had last season? Is that what's going to get long-term success and get the Giants closer to a Super Bowl? Because let's be realistic too. Obviously, we knew the talent on this roster wasn't good. Brian Dable showed as it most likely should be coach of the year this year, that he could win. The Giants and the NFC overall had the easiest schedule in the NFL. It's not an easy schedule next year. They have, the, I think, the third hardest schedule next year, so can with some improvements on this roster still even make the playoffs next year?
0: They need to improve to have a chance of making the playoffs next year, but it's but even
1: the routes going to get hard because they won nine seven and one this year against the third, probably the second or third easiest schedule in the league. That's going to be completely flipped next year. They're going to have the, uh, I believe it's the second or third hardest schedule in the league next year. So hold on, let's go through. I'll tell you who their schedule is next year. Obviously, it's not out the dates yet, but the, um, the schedule itself. You're gonna face Washington twice. You're gonna face obviously. You're gonna face all the division twice. Yeah. You're scheduled to face if I'm reading this correctly. You're gonna face Arizona, which that could go either way. You're gonna face the Rams. They They're gonna face the NFC West next year. So the Rams. They got Seattle again. Seattle again. San Francisco and uh and Arizona, and then you're also going with. The AFC East, which is the top, one of the toughest divisions in football. So you're going to face the Jets, Bills, Patriots, and Dolphins. All four were perennial playoff teams last year. And then the additional games, you're going to have the Raiders, which, again, that
0: toss 50-50, up there.
1: it's a toss-up if they're going to be good next year or not. The Saints, which I don't think they're going to be good next year. And then the Packers, another toss-up that they're going to be good or not. And what do you do if you're Joe Shane? And this is what's tough about this too is Joe Shane's legacy is probably going to be established
0: this offseason
1: and you brought I've already... Joe
0: Shane in to make moves this year so this is the year I mean he didn't really have much of an opportunity to do much before this prior this past season so yeah. this is his first opportunity to really show that he's the right man to be GM yeah. for the Giants Brian Davis. What he does. He can like you said, he can he can blow this up. I mean, that's obviously very much on the table at this point. I don't know what the best option is. Joe Shane done a either. very, very tough job right now. And uh, and the reality yeah, is I too. think the number I think the number one priority should be should be signed Daniel Jones, though, given what's out there in the quarterback market. I don't disagree. And what but, you're drafting.
1: But then what if you're gonna completely gut this roster? You're gonna leave Daniel Jones out there, pay him thirty million a year and rebuild the entire roster around him, it's either you restructure the roster or you completely rebuild it.
0: I think they just got to build a roster around DJ. But With paying him 30 mil, they got to figure out a way to do that. I'm, but again... I, I think that's their best option.
1: But again, okay, let's say DJ gets paid the 30 mil. Let's okay. say we bring back Saquon. Even on a cat-friendly deal, let's say we bring back Saquon for like $8 million a year. Okay. You maybe address the middle linebacker, the linebacker situation, and you
0: get a top receiver. You're not going to get like a DeAndre Hopkins. And you're getting Wondell back. Remember that, too? Yeah.
1: What about Shepard? What's his his status? Shepard's a free agent after this year, so maybe his salary comes off the books, too, but... He might retire. (laughs) He might retire, Given his injury history. But let's say they do improve the roster. Let's say the weapon comes in, and let's say the linebacker position is addressed. Are the Giants going to make the playoffs next year with this roster and a tougher schedule? The toughest schedule in the NFL right now? Maybe, but we didn't think they made the playoffs this year. But the one argument I'll say to that is, it need only a little bit of overachievement. We felt they probably could win around seven games before the season started. They won nine. And, the and they have the easiest... And I the...
0: think they can win nine games again. But I think that's on realistic. top of that, they
1: only won nine games on the easiest schedule of the week. So you got to remember, they only won. You're two under Dable.
0: You don't think they get any better? You got to think about this. You think this Wink too. stays? You think also Wink stays?
1: That's that's the other things. But okay. Let's go through the schedule. So they won one, four and one against the division this year.
0: Yeah. Terrible Is that... division record. Maybe. That's a problem. Maybe two in and three with next Philly year. In
1: Dallas. And Washington's not a. Slouch either. It depends on if they can get a quarter. No, they or tied
0: not. Washington and almost lost the game. They won. They very, very close to losing that game. Uh, that Sunday night game. I think we could both so agree on that. That was a little too close for comfort. That so one. So
1: let's say they even go two and four in the division next year. Is that realistic? I don't really see that much of a difference. Two and four. I think three and three is a little bit of a stretch.
0: You gotta hope for three and three.
1: You got to hope, but let's be realistic here. You're telling me they beat the Dolphins?
0: Yeah, they got a good shot. You think the Dolphins are that much better than the Giants? They almost made the playoffs
1: in the tougher end. They made the the, the AFC is tougher than... Yeah, they did make the playoffs in a lot tougher of a uh, conference. The AFC conference is a lot harder than the NFC. They're going to play... Seattle, who they lost to last year. That might be another toss-up game. New England's... I'm probably being generous here
0: by saying that's a toss-up game. Why are you being generous? That's were a playoff team. The Patriots weren't this year. Why is that a toss-up
1: But game? who did the Patriots play compared to who the Giants played? You're forgetting the strength of schedules here. I don't know if that's a toss-up game. The Rams is Rams can go 50-50 too. Jets can go 50-50. The 49ers, they're not going to beat. They're not going to beat Buffalo, possibly beat Las Vegas, possibly beat the Saints, possibly beat Green Bay. How many locked games do you really see on the schedule? And actually
0: say, oh, they're going to win those games.
1: Even the Cardinals.
0: None. <laughs> That's what, what, what game is a locked game for the Giants? I think they had one against Houston, uh, two, Houston and the Colts this year. The Giants and the Carolina, I felt
1: pretty They good almost the lost lineup. that
0: game. <laughs>
1: but, like, okay, true. I felt that was a winnable game for them. They almost lost that one, too. Um, yeah. But I don't know where the Giants go this offseason. And, like I said, Shane has a lot of different angles to go. And I'll say this. I said it already, but Joseph, Shane's Giants legacy is already on the line this offseason. Dable showed me. We keep talking about Dable and Shane that, oh, they were the reason the Giants make the playoffs this year. No, Dable is the reason they made the playoffs this year. Joe Shane's, yeah. Joe Shane's tenure as the Giants coach is now, as the Giants GM, I'm sorry, is now starting. He Absolutely. He didn't have that much to do this offseason with this roster. He's very limited in what he could do. He didn't make any trades at the deadline, which also should say a lot about what he thinks about this team as well. Joe Shane's legacy starts now, and I need to see from him. I haven't seen him. He hasn't obviously done anything yet for me to say. He's a hit or a miss on the GM hire. The only thing he's really done that's been good is hiring Dable, But we'll see how he does at building the roster. It's his show now.
0: Let's see. Yeah, I think overall the season was a success for the Giants, getting into the playoffs and getting a playoff win, seeing much improvement uh, from the Joe Judge era. Yeah. So definitely a success. Uh, but let's move Let's move on to the other football team in New York. Let's talk about the Jets for a little bit. Let's talk about uh, the Douglas and Salah era and – what they need to do to improve next season and compete in that, well, as you mentioned, the stacked AFC East.
1: They're, let's be realistic with Douglas and Sala. They're the like,
0: they're on the hot seat. And especially Salah, I'd say. I mean, this other is... than Zach Wilson, what where has Joe Douglas messed up? But he messed up, and that's that's a major piece to make a mistake on.
1: He's about to go over to, well,
0: technically, he didn't hire Gase, I guess. I was going to say
1: he's going to be on his. You're going to let him hire a third coach, but he never hired Gase, technically. Um,
0: Sal, I don't but, know if I'd call a failure yet. Salah, the way that season ended was atrocious I, for the Jets. Because I
1: think one thing that maybe defines the culture that's going on in the Jets, there's been two stories that have now come out that we both, I think, almost defines the Jets and where I feel like Sal maybe has a little bit of a loss of control in the locker room. So... We obviously talked about I think it was on our last episode we talked about Elijah
0: Moore how he told uh how he uh told what Mike LaFleur like your your place suck and no he go was like yourself. Oh, yeah go fuck yourself
1: and then that's know you when have... your
0: second year receiver is telling you your OC to go fuck himself like
1: that <laughs> you really know good. you have problems and then and then your one of your star defensive players tweets he deleted the tweet but he said, "Now, Bose, to see what I've been going through, no offense. You're telling me that this coach hasn't somewhat lost the locker room already? Yeah. And look, yeah. the Jets roster yeah. we know is very good, and it's just they're not a sticking behind Black. Zach Wilson. They're not. And this is the other part of that tweet too. What that tweet also tells me is that there's no way they can bring Zach Wilson back now. That locker room clearly." does not have his back and there's no reason to bring him back. Um but yeah, I it is clear that Sala and Douglas's future is on the line this offseason. There's it's clear if they don't make the playoffs, there's no way you can keep Salah. Douglas is very much on the hot seat if you don't make the playoffs this year. And look, this offseason it's gonna be the quarterback position that they gotta address. And this is obviously going to be a huge decision on who they bring in a quarterback. And I know the rumors are going around, and the recent hire of uh, Nathaniel Hackett says it otherwise. Obviously, I think they're going very heavy on Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to get Aaron
0: Rodgers. I don't don't see him going to the Jets. Why not? They they have a a solid roster, but I don't know if the Jets is where he wants to be. I think he wants...
1: Well, where else? Well, no, I... There's two I things. don't so, see him
0: leaving Green Bay, to be honest. I think I think they're going to find a no, way. No, the Packers are going to gonna, keep that.
1: I don't think I think the Packers want to start focusing on Jordan Love, and they don't really. Why see Why they sign Rogers
0: them. to this extension then?
1: Zach, these people regret their decisions very shortly after they make them. Think about it this know. way. I don't think I don't
0: think I'll it's go, a done deal that he's out of Green Bay. I'll I think go people little, are talking way more about it. I I I'll see it when I. When it happens, then I'll believe it. Until he leaves Green Bay, I'm still saying he's going to stay with the Packers for now. You're telling
1: season. me the state of the Packers right now makes the most sense for them to keep him? What's the ceiling with the Packers with keeping
0: Rodgers right now? Pretty high. I mean, they had back to back 13 win seasons before this year. Aaron Rodgers gets some new receivers, loses Devontae Adams, has a thumb injury most of the season. They almost come back. I think they won like seven of the last eight games to end the year. And they almost made the playoffs. So I think You're me if Green Packers... Bay was in the playoffs, they wouldn't be a dangerous team. You telling me any team would want to play Green Bay in the playoffs? i I do you think I don't know.
1: I think the Packers ceiling I is... think
0: the I think the Patrick Packers ceiling is pretty high still. Packers ceiling to me is talent. just making the playoffs. They have That's great it. defense, too. But great running game. The
1: Packers, I mean, and it's... come from young but, receivers. You're defending this, but it's come out of the Packers, rumors come out of the Packers organization that they're looking to move on from him. And, look, I don't want to defend the Aaron Rodgers point because I don't think it's the best move for the Jets, and I'll get into that. But what other rosters are just a quarterback away and win now than the Jets? If you're a free agent quarterback, Francisco? where else... San Francisco. Okay. San Francisco is the other option, but are they. It's 50 50 if they're in the quarterback. You can honestly argue Vegas.
0: Vegas is another one, but. With Josh Jacobs, every season Josh Jacobs just had. And then you got Devontae Adams there too.
1: But let's say, okay, I don't think San Francisco is on the table because it's Trey Lance, but Vegas and the Jets. Do you trust Trey Lance? That's not well, mine. They've, they've invested too much in him to not keep bring him back. But I'm not going to waste time talking about the 49ers here. Um, let's put the 49ers off the table. I think they are off the table. Um, between, If you're a free agent quarterback right now, because there's a lot of them out there that are going to look for starting jobs next year, what better opportunities are there than the Jets? Besides like maybe Vegas, Vegas and Washington, division, maybe. Vegas and Washington are maybe a tough too. division, but Carolina's in need of a quarterback. You're not going to want to go there. You're not going to succeed there. Um, The Saints probably need a quarterback. The Bucks need a quarterback now. Houston. Houston needs a quarterback now. Um, What other places are desirable as a, free, as a possible free agent or on-the-move quarterback than the Jets right now? I mean,
0: Besides Vegas and Vegas. San Francisco.
1: And maybe Washington, but I still think even the Jets' roster is better than
0: Washington's roster.
1: And you could probably better argue, defense. too.
0: I think the Jets have better defense than Washington. And you could probably
1: argue, too. Washington
0: that... has weapons on their offense, though. They got but, some good
1: pieces. But even even Vegas, too. I think the Jets' defense is better than Vegas. And yes, while well, there's not two home-run weapons like Devontae Adams and uh, Josh Jacobs, Brees, there's a still Brees Hall in there, two good running backs behind Brees Hall. Pretty deep receiving core too. It's not just no one compares to Devontae Adams, but Garrett Wilson's pretty damn good. And then Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Braxton Barrios—they all have good upside as well. So, yeah, they have good upside.
0: Do you trust them? I trust Garrett Wilson. I think he's going to be a stud. Brees Hall coming off an ACL injury. James Robinson did nothing when he got to the Jets. Bam Knight barely did anything. Let's see Uh, what Moore's have a quarterback bitch and. Yell at his OC. I mean, you really trust Corey Davis? Corey um, Davis I has know. made plays before. I think they um, paid him too much. I think he's overpaid. I mean, Braxton Berrios, good punt returner, okay receiver. I don't, I mean, yeah, the Jets have weapons. It just
1: – the
0: I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they're just a good quarterback away from, like, winning it.
1: Winning let's, a Super Bowl, let's just to get honest. to the point, though. They're a playoff team if they can get a good quarterback. They almost made the playoffs without – probably the worst quarterback play in the league last year.
0: Let's be realistic. Yeah. I mean, you so, like Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, they're probably uh So either way, team.
1: either way, we're kind of wasting time here, but either way, we're talking all the Jets need is a veteran quarterback to come in this year. And your options are possibly Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield's probably an option. Yeah. Geno Smith is an option, but I highly doubt that one. Um,
0: Geno Smith's not going back to the Jets. Daniel he's Jones running is another, far away from the Jets. Daniel
1: Jones is another option, but I doubt he's going to the Jets too. Um, I think the two realistic options are probably trading for Rodgers or signing to or getting Derek Carr, because the pa- Raiders are probably going to release Derek Carr. And, and I think if you're the Jets,
0: your best bet is Derek Carr, not Aaron Rodgers. So you're saying if you're the Jets, you'd rather have your starting quarterback be Derek Carr than Aaron Rodgers?
1: I think for the Jets' position right now, it's they're both good options. Both of them are definitely, if either of them line up under center for the Jets next year,
0: there's no reason the Jets shouldn't make the playoffs next year. I just want to ask you a question. So you're down three. You get the ball at the 20, one minute left. Who do you want as your quarterback? Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers?
1: Obviously, I want Aaron Rodgers, but let's look at the position the Jets are in. But let me ask you this to go counteract All right. it. All right. Can both quarterbacks do it? Can both quarterbacks do it? Yeah. You're giving me two good quarterbacks. Obviously, I'm going to take Rodgers t- over yeah. Carr. Yeah.
0: I mean, Derek Carr's led game winning drives before. You he can trust and Derek- Do it.
1: You trust Derek Carr in that situation, though. You're not going, oh, shit, we got Derek Carr. We're not going to do this now.
0: Right. Yeah, but like, so, why? Why want? Why, why, why do you want good when you can have great? Basically, because
1: because both are going to be good. Either option is good for the Jets. Obviously, the Rodgers option is better than the Car option. But with the Rodgers option, comes a lot more risk, like injury risk. No, I think given his age, I think given his age. Given his attitude, the last couple of years, given what the Ross, what the locker room needs, we just talked about how that I room mean, attitude I think is a
0: complete mess. Attitude last couple of years, he's won the MVP two of the last three seasons. He went back but, to back MVPs,
1: but obviously, it like almost said, he is on the, the Packers line.
0: with new receivers losing Devonte Adams to the playoffs. But his defense that underperformed, I would say too.
1: If if the NFL was the WWE. Aaron Rodgers would be a heel right now.
0: Do you agree with that?
1: Sure. Um and you're telling me a heel is going to go well in the New York media? He it's
0: going to be good and it's going to be, good, and, it's be, gonna fine, be
1: and it's going to be good for the Jets locker room where Derek Carr who I think wears his emotions on his sleeve can bring that Jets locker room together. You're not going to get a peep or an issue out of him. The Jets don't need drama. They just need a good stable quarterback, and you can get an above-average quarterback. Plus, it's not going to cost as much as I think it will for Rogers. You have to give up a first-round pick at least for him, probably a little bit more than that. So, I think getting Rogers is an unnecessary risk. Where you're getting maybe a little bit less of a better option, in Derek Carr. You're still getting a very good option, in Derek Carr, but it doesn't come with baggage, and it doesn't come with the risk of if it doesn't work. You're gonna to have to pull the whole thing up. because I think if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets and it doesn't work, it's gonna look a lot like what it looks like in Denver right now with the Broncos and Russell Wilson. That's how I can compare it. Because if it works, if it doesn't it work for Denver, because if it worked for Denver, they're a Super Bowl contender. But it hasn't worked, and they look like they're in the worst position possible right now. And set You're franchise also back. You're Russell year.
0: Wilson and uh, Aaron Rodgers, but. We'll see. I guess time will tell who will uh who will be the it's, starting quarterback. It's the same next as, season. I'm more
1: looking at it I'm more looking at it from the same type of investment. That's how I'm more comparing it. Not necessarily comparing the talent of Russell Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. From an I'm looking at looking investing in both quarterbacks as an investment in both. And in which investment both investments I'm looking at could possibly lead me to really good success, but which one could lead me to more failure?
0: I think were going to transition a little bit ago. I think. Let's talk about uh, another uh player that a team invested in over the offseason and it seems to be working pretty well so far. Let's talk about Jalen Brunson. Big performance the other night. Uh in a in a tough overtime loss to the Lakers, but Jalen Brunson continues to play great, continues to give the Knicks great point guard play, pretty much on a nightly basis. Uh, I mean, him and Julius are really carrying this team. Uh, tough loss against the Lakers. They really got off to a slow start, slow shooting performance from the beginning. Uh, I mean, really had opportunities to put that game away, and they didn't. But tough overtime loss for the Knicks against the Lakers team that... I, I Personally, I just think LeBron and AD, uh, they did set out that Nets game so they'd be ready to play at MSG. They just wanted to play at MSG. Well,
1: well everyone's complained about this for years to come.
0: What the uh, the resting of uh the no management? no no
1: something that it's not the main reason because we'll go into a couple things with the Knicks recently and especially their uh petty owner over there but because they play a Madison Square Garden it kind of is a detriment to the Knicks because if you're an opposing player you're going to Madison Square Garden you know you're going to get their best performance every night and that's exactly what. A D, Russell Westbrook, and uh LeBron knew last night they went into Madison Square Garden a nationally televised game. You better bring it that uh bring it that night. And that's exactly what they did. And look, I guess the Knicks are in a tough position because clearly last night what they showed they lacked was a true star, superstar that could take over that game down the stretch. You saw Brunson briefly take it over, but Brunson didn't even take the last shot of the game, and then True. RJ is supposed to be your third star. For some reason, didn't play overtime at all last night. I don't know what happened there. But yeah. the problem I mean, is, and we know with Donovan Mitchell in the offseason, off they're not really in a position where they have enough assets to give up to get a superstar. That won't be detrimental to the team still.
0: They don't. They might they're do in a dish tough position. Fournier right now. Considering he doesn't play at all, see if they can get some more bench contributors. But
1: honestly, the bench has not been back
0: quickly, quickly. Quick, speak, IQ six man. You've seen good and play I... from to- Toppen as well. Obie's played some good ball. Deuce is even coming off the bench and giving you some good play. I
1: think Hardenstein's going to be really good once he gets on like the, the a bench. Good Hardenstein, yeah. Hardenstein's played well last night, and then he played well against the Cavs too the other night. I don't know how he really did against the Nets and
0: Celtics, but. The Knicks can play good team basketball, though. The, and yeah, Which is but, let, they buy the, by the point guard position, Jalen Brunson, and then Julius is coming back to what his But, his, but uh, I feel like neither is really that good in
1: the fourth quarter. I feel like Julius is the best three-quarter basketball player of all the, time. The Knicks and Jalen, Jalen Brunson is games. very hot in colds. They have. They really have. And I think this is what's frustrating with the Knicks, and I keep saying it, they're average. They're literally average. They win some games that they shouldn't win. They lose some games that they should win. They should have beaten the Lakers last night. But they probably should have been the Celtics and the Cavs last week. And they probably should have been the Nets on Saturday of last week too without Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons. But they didn't pull that win out either. So I don't know where you go with the Knicks right now. I really don't. And if you can somehow figure out a way to get a superstar, I guess that's it. But
0: I don't know. I mean, you're not getting Web and Yama in the, in the draft. You're too good to get that pick, most likely. Uh, yeah. The trade is unlikely. I mean, yeah, like you said, the Knicks can only rely on t- playing good team basketball, which they've been doing, but at the end of the day, you really don't know how far that can get you, especially in this loaded Eastern Conference. There's a lot of good teams in the East right now. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, we'll yeah, see. I don't really know. I don't... Hopefully the Knicks can make some move with the deadline and maybe get another star player to contribute. Because I think, too, I guess last night's maybe a summary of it, but RJ's been very hot and cold and kind of disappointing. I just I don't understand it. And it's especially with the contract they just signed him to, they do need to get more out of him. And I think we've said it the last, what, three years now, RJ's a difference maker if he shows up every night. Knicks are a lot better team than what they are and what they've been.
0: Yeah, RJ could definitely make a big difference being that third third level star for them. But yeah, he's got to show up, especially in overtime in the fourth quarter.
1: Well, Tibbs should also play him in overtime. I don't know what the deal with that is. That's going to be an interesting development because RJ was also pissed about it last night, as you saw from the quotes.
0: Yeah. So. So let's talk for a minute about Nick's owner, James Dolan. He's been making headlines uh, recently for this facial recognition software that he's implemented in MSG uh, to use t- to kick out lawyers and other people who he's banned from Madison Square Garden. Uh, the system facially recognizes them, so security can promptly escort them out of the stadium. This is obviously getting a lot of heat. I think it was a a lawyer brought her daughter and a couple of like her daughter's friends to the Rockettes event at MSG. Who was suing him. Yeah. The lawyer who was suing James Dolan, uh, was at an MSG event with her daughter and a couple of her friends. And she was promptly escorted out, out the arena, uh, Nick, what, what do we think about this? Uh, it, James Dolan implementing this uh, this system into MSG, and ha- do you think it will affect anything? Do you think it'll affect attendance or anything? It's interesting. Anything?
1: Well, what? It's more. There's more layers to this besides the facial recognition, but the initial story we're talking about here is that the facial recognition he's banning people using it or making sure people that he wants to ban don't come into the building. And now being, he spent
0: so much money on that too.
1: Well but he's got the money he's got the money to spend. Well well, cool on a second. Let's just tee up a story and kind of I give my take on it here. But All right, Nick. Now the go off. Now the department of uh whatever, I guess whoever provides the liquor licenses say that's a violation of his liquor license, and is threatening to take away his liquor license at MSG. How is a facial so, recognition system a well, of a liquor license? It's apparently that you shouldn't be banning people for, like, the reasons he's banning people. I think he shouldn't be banning them. and That's part of the liquor agreement. I think, if the I read that correctly. So, I don't like, really. I'd have to so, like there are standards. Obviously, I think when you have a liquor license, there are certain things you have to follow obviously if you have a liquor license you can't give alcohol to someone under the age of 21 but All i right. think there's something where you can't just ban people from the from your establishment because you want to
0: ban them so like uh, if i own that's a, like a discrimination if I owned, thing not a liquor it, issue
1: but that's but it's more of like okay if i own a bar and i just decide i don't like you which most of the time i don't anyways but that's a different story um I say, you're not allowed to come to my bar and drink and I won't serve you alcohol. I don't think with a liquor license in New York, you can legally do that. So, I think there might be something with that where the guys... Without the a person... liquor
0: license, you couldn't do that. It, regardless of the liquor license. Well, they're using the like liquor that license. Wrong, but I, but mean, I this think now they're trying to stop them Implementation of this software. Him. Yeah. And just but another thing if... people are hating on James Dolan for. Well, People are calling I'll him the worst this. owner in sports. He's definitely I'll... made some mistakes as uh, as the owner. But I'll say this, Zach. I don't actually
1: necessarily disagree with the facial recognition. It's more the way he's using it. So it's very much a security measure. So if like a known terrorist, because if you watch his interviews, he kind of describes it. Right. If a known terrorist comes into MSG, they're going to pick him up with the facial recognition right away and make sure they get him out of there before he True. That's a good. does a something. there? It's it. a security thing, but and in James Dolan's defense, what's well, come up now, and I don't necessarily blame him, he's bans the attorneys that are have open lawsuits against him in MSG right now. Understandably, you're not going to let an attorney who's litigating you into your building. So he's used the facial recognition to kind of make sure those attorneys don't get into the building. But Obviously, we've seen Dolan abuse that power before. You know, there's obviously been things, speculation that, okay, someone he bans for heckling him, he's going to make sure that facial recognition is used to make sure that person doesn't go back into the garden when he bans them. So it's more of an abuse of this technology is how I think it more is being interpreted. But the main reason we're talking about it is because, obviously, the Department of Liquor, I think, the lawyers might be friends with someone in the Department of Liquor, if I'm not mistaken, are trying to now say, that's a violation of your liquor license. We're going to take away your liquor license if you don't stop this. Dolan, being the most petty person that he is, has went, you know what, F you. I'm just going to ban the liquor myself and said, maybe for a Ranger game, I just won't sell liquor at all and tell, make sure I know who's responsible for this. Now, what's interesting about this is Dolan is not afraid to double down and clearly isn't afraid about losing the liquor license. Let's be realistic here. He needs to be right, and he'll make sure he's right at all costs. Now, what I think is interesting about this, and I think you'll agree with this, he knows that the liquor license gets banned. Yes, he's going to get hated backlash for it, but is it really going to stop him from making money? Is it really going to stop MSG from being sold out for every event that they bring out because there's no
0: beer or liquor sold at their games. I mean, the the garden's going to sell out no matter what. Now, go ahead. Sorry, I I don't see it getting to the point where the liquor license gets taken away from MSG. I don't think it will go that far. I mean, it, I don't think it if it w- did, which I don't foresee it happening. Yeah, people are still going to go to Knicks games. People are still going to go to Ranger games. People are still going to go to concerts at MSG. Uh, it's just like too big. It's too big and too powerful to, I'll, to fail. I'll
1: ask you this. I think I know your answer because I know my answer for sure. If beer wasn't available at a Knicks game, I'll go Knicks because you're not a Ranger fan. Would you still go to Knicks games? Yeah, you save myself the,
0: the $15 for the beer.
1: <laughs> It'll cost It'll a on a nice you, yeah. <laughs> No, it's same with me. I'm not gonna not go to MSG because there's not alcohol available. But and no one knows that. No one knows that fans are still gonna gladly go into his arena without. I don't think going there. Let's be the liquor license
0: is not really why they're going after him. They're not going after him for the liquor, like because he's well, irresponsibly used. With of. Yes, that's just the threat. They're not the, the threat is with that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll sorry if I didn't
1: clarify. The threat is the liquor is the in takeaway. It's his not like these for how lawyers
0: wa- feel like he's abusing the liquor license. No.
1: I don't know like if it's ever the facial go to the recognition.
0: Park. I don't know if it's ever gonna go as far where they're gonna get yeah. rid of the liquor license. I don't but, know.
1: I don't see it but, happening. But this is the problem with James Dolan. And I guess as a businessman, I don't necessarily blame him. We obviously talked about how he's one of the worst owners in sports, and neither of his teams have won a championship. The Rangers haven't won a Stanley Cup in over almost 30 years now. Knicks, what, probably since the 70s? They haven't won a championship? Yeah. Dolan, yes, Dolan wants to win. But regardless of how the team's performs, it really hasn't hurt his bottom line. Nope. How garbage were the Knicks five years ago, and we still pay premium dollar. To go to Knicks games and the Garden still sold out every night when we were watching dog shit teams play. You see the list of celebrities they had
0: at uh... at the the Lakers game? game? Oh, unbelievable! Two, and on top of that, it's not really Daniel Jones sitting courtside.
1: Hell yeah, Michael Strahan was there too. Actually, Um, like that's actually a great example, Zach. The Knicks are a five hundred team. The Lakers are an under five hundred team. What celebrity should be showing their face at that type of NBA game? It's New York. It's the Mecca of basketball. It's the New York. It's the Mecca of basketball. And, yeah, it's Madison Square Garden. That's all it is. And no matter how the teams are performing, people are still going to pay top dollar to go visit that arena and to go to those games. And even the fans, I know I've done it as a Ranger fan, especially with the down years a few years ago. And you done as a Knicks fan, we're still stupid and pay Hundreds of dollars to go to the games, even with the garbage that teams have been.
0: Yeah. So let's, uh, Dolan,
1: Dolan, knows that he's untouchable, and he has no problem by threatening to pull the liquor himself if it goes to that point. Which we both agree we that will happen.
0: Let's move. Let's move to the ice for a minute. Let's talk about the big acquisition uh, that happened this week. Bo uh, going to the Islanders. Uh, I think this is a move the Islanders had to make at this point, right? They're sitting, what are they six, seven points back of the wild card, the second wild card? I think Pittsburgh currently holds that position right now. They're getting a guy who's already scored thirty plus goals this year. They're getting him on a pretty, I think, a pretty friendly deal. I, I think the deal he's is... his contract's up after this year. That, that's the reason why.
1: Yeah, so so he's a free agent after, after that.
0: They got an opportunity to sign him after that. Make a playoff push. I think it's a deal they had to make given where they're at this it, year.
1: It's interesting
0: because the islanders in the roster too. The islanders have. I think it's the islanders it's are year.
1: in a spot where they could go either direction. They could just blow it all off and go into a rebuild, knowing the playoffs are a little bit of a stretch, or continue to go for it. And I think that they found a happy medium with this. I don't think anyone really expected the islanders to be the one to make this deal for Bo Horvath because we knew he was on the trade deadline. But it does really change the outlook of the Islanders where yeah, they're what? They are, what'd you say, six points out of a playoff spot right now?
0: Uh, is that the number?
1: Uh, probably, yeah, give or take six points out. It depends to so are five points out, four points out maybe, depending on Washington. Um, But I think You know what the Islanders are capable of and I think it's very interesting to see if they're in this spot because this roster really isn't that much different than what it was three years ago when they went to -to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals Championship or within a game of going to the Stanley Cup Final in 2021. And what the Islanders probably did lack was a goal scorer, and they have that now. They have a guy who scored 30 goals already this year. It's
0: Let's see if we can produce it Very Island, much a
1: da- but... it's a very dangerous move for other NHL teams. The Islanders can get into that playoff spot. If the Islanders get one of those last playoff spots, they are a dangerous team They can go on a run. The NHL playoffs are already a crapshoot, but the Islanders have just become a very dangerous team and a very dark horse team.
0: Yeah. Because of this move. In a very loaded division and very loaded conference. I mean. But you got we'll the elite
1: goaltending and you got a, a team that has gone to the conference finals a bunch of times.
0: Yeah, they got the veterans. Uh, they've been there before. They know how to play playoff hockey. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is a good move for them. I think it's a move they had to make. Uh, it shows that they're committed to this season too. It shows to the current players that they're committed to this season too. That management and uh, the front office is committed to winning now, which I think is a good sign to the players. That's Lou Amarillo what want to
1: say. is never going to. Uh, Lou Amorella made a huge move, and it's a franchise-changing move too. We'll see. They. It's interesting, too. They could sign him after this offseason, too. I think they'll try to. I think that's the intent with this deal. You wouldn't make this move if you didn't think that as well, too. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, it'd be really fun if all three uh, NHL teams made the local NHL teams made the playoffs. Um, Devils and Rangers you know, still sitting pretty. Sitting uh, very pretty right now. Um, we'll obviously, it is a loaded division, so yes, anything could happen, but... I like where both teams are at right now. Uh, you know Devils especially. Devils are sitting very pretty in the second uh metro spot and being the uh fourth seed in the Eastern Conference right now with maybe a little wiggle room. They can definitely leapfrog Toronto right now. Um, they're ahead of Tampa. They're ahead of the Rangers pretty comfortably. So very good chance unless something drastic happens this off season that the uh devils have home ice in the first round of the nhl playoffs which i wouldn't have expected i don't know about you but i didn't expect to come i felt they could make the playoffs this year with some solid goaltending but i didn't think they'd be this dominant of a team but they're ahead of schedule that's for sure with a lot of young
0: talent definitely excited to see what the devils can do this season uh and carry hopefully carry that momentum over the playoffs being the best well, I don't even know if having a home ice advantage is an advantage for the Devils, given how well they play on the road this year. Uh, but yeah, it'd be good to have that home ice. I think in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting move, and say we well, we'll see how the Devils keep up. They've definitely been the surprise of the NHL this year. It's amazing. Lindy Ruff went from a coach that should have been fired after three years. I, I, I was wrong. I'll say I was wrong. I was ready to fire him because. I felt the beginning of their schedule was one of the easier
0: schedules in the NHL, and they were only a 500. Nick, team. you were telling me this after like four games of this season; like they're two and two. Yeah, and because like, they
1: lost some. Because they, were,
0: they lost the Anaheim. They were terrible and like, last the last him. two years. I was like, hold on, they lost
1: like a two one well, game. Well, to your Anaheim. fan base. So Lindy Ruff went from I didn't agree with them. I thought the Devils fans... Fired to active. a coach.
0: He went from zero to, to now. to coach quick. the
1: well. Okay. Your fan base. Your fan base chanted, sorry, Lindy, for a reason. So I was not the only one feeling this way. Yeah, so you're, you're, we'll see. You're
0: certainly not.
1: I was wrong. I was wrong about Lindy Ruff. I'll say that. And I'm getting proven wrong each time I play the goddamn Rangers, too. So uh, we've lost too many points to you guys already. Um, but I guess moving on to the Rangers, uh, again, looks solid. Um, very up and down. They've been hot the last two months. One nine two and 2 2 Getting uh, possible what was that? 20 out of 26 points uh, in the month of January Which is right where you need to be Gerard Glant Figure out these goddamn lines And pick a damn line uh, Pick your three lines And stick with it Because every other game They've switched up their top three lines The kid line's been unbelievable That needs to stay intact And you just need to figure out how to get a Panarin and Mika Zibanejad line working, who can go on the right side of them and get them to be a dominant top line. Because you know what the kid line can do. You've seen good chemistry with Chris Kreider and Vincent Trocheck. Just get it figured out. Get it, Pick a lineup and stick with that goddamn lineup. I think they're on like their eighth different rotation of uh, the three lines. They tried everything and nothing seems to be working. They're still winning games throughout it, but... Rangers have very much good upside, especially if they can make a couple moves at the trade deadline like they did last year. And again, could be a threat in the playoffs. We'll see what happens, but they're definitely in a yeah. pretty position for the playoffs.
0: You're right; they did make some good moves at the deadline last year, and the Kinline played really well in the playoffs. Helped them, uh, helped them advance a couple of rounds. And, and they're uh, playing really well this year too. Heedle's they're playing well, yeah.
1: Heedles having a career year. Um, Kako really is starting to show some strides. Uh, you Loth plays best when he's with that kid line. Um, so hopefully I can start getting that double one overall pick talent out of him. And we'll go from there. Yeah.
0: Dude, that's all the time that's we it. have for today. As always, guys, thank you for listening. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, Tw- Twitter, and on TikTok. And guys, before you know it, uh, spring training's around the corner. We'll be talking baseball pretty soon on the podcast. Uh, I think me and Nick are both very excited to be talking Mets-Yankees pretty soon as well. I'm just glad we were able to get be able to still talk about the Giants and Jets all the way up until
1: January. I yeah. don't think either of us saw that coming. So, shout out to the Giants and Jets for keeping this, uh, keeping us being allowing us to talk about things for the entirety of the football season. Now we only have to wait a couple weeks for baseball season and try and bullshit our way into the MLB season. Until next time, everyone.